Welcome to the third episode of the Shredding for Gold podcast. I'm your host and star athlete, Emily Trepanier. And thank you for joining me and listening to this podcast. Um, before we get started, I'd like to let you know that if you would like to listen into this podcast, if you're listening somewhere else, um, feel free to check out the home of this podcast at http colon slash slash wyexcuse.com slash shredding dash for dash gold. And that's where you can listen to the podcast and be sure to subscribe. And we're also now on Apple Podcasts. Um, so ask, uh, you should be able to ask any device. Um, hey, Alexa, play the Shredding for Gold podcast on Apple Podcasts. And it should be able to link you right to the, this podcast. And be sure to also leave a review and a rating as it helps us to grow better and get better and shows us um, who's listening and uh, yeah. So um, we're back with our third episode of the Shining for Gold podcast and by now this podcast has live to air. And it's a very exciting time. Um, It's been a busy week here, getting back into work mode for me and Darling. And we also just came back from a super amazing camping, paddling yoga weekend trip um, with our stand-up paddleboarding coach, Drew. And so a big shout out to Bowen Island Sea Kayaking and also to uh, my stand-up paddleboarding and yoga coach Drew Klimmy for hosting uh, an amazing weekend getaway out in Howe Sound here in British Columbia. Um, So we will link those links to the bottom of this podcast for you guys to check out. And maybe it's something that you guys might be interested in joining as this was their first one, but they're already starting to plan for 2022. So maybe we'll see you there and maybe we won't. It's hard to say, but either way, we will um, be linking the Bowen Island Sea Kayaking and also the my uh, stand-up paddleboarding and yoga coach Drew Klimmy's website as well for you guys to check it out. Um, so last episode we chatted with my best friend Lindsay Ng and that was a really fun interview. Um, hopefully you guys got to listen to it and enjoy. Um, let us know how we're doing. Um, what are you liking so far on the podcast? What are you not liking? What would you like us to change? Are there any things that you would want us to, that you'd like me to chat about? Um, let me know. Um, you can leave us a review, send us an email um, at trepanieremily at yahoo.ca and just, just let, me know how, let me know how you guys are doing and how are you liking the podcast so far. Um, so we're now on to episode three and we are heading to the mountains for this episode. 
Uh, if you guessed it, we are going to be interviewing one of my hill coaches that I had back in Ontario and that has actually helped me out here on the west coast as well a bit. Um, so today we're going to be interviewing uh, Ethan Rigby and he was my snowboarding coach for a few years in Ontario and also came with me to a few race camps out here on the west coast. So we're going to sit down with Ethan and chat about uh, and chat about his experience about being a coach to someone who is a blind snowboarder athlete and just get his thoughts about that and a couple other things as well. So without any further ado, let us get started with the interview with Ethan Rigby. Okay, welcome to the podcast, Ethan Rigby. I'm so happy to have you here today. Um, and so welcome to the third episode of Shredding for Gold. And so, Ethan, welcome to the podcast. How's Thank it going? Thank you, Emily. I'm doing well. How are you? Excellent. All right. So for the listeners, let's start off super easy and let's have you describe who you are and what your interests are oh so that's a hard one <laughs> all right so i'm ethan and uh what i do is i'm a right now a dual degree student at the university of calgary doing software engineering and business and i'm in a work term right now so i'm focusing on doing work uh and sort of uh I have a bunch of other side projects that I'm going on and doing right now as well uh, for volunteering and stuff. I will usually go and help out uh, as a mentor at our local FRC team here, as well as I do CADS every year. Awesome. And for the listener's sake, can you tell, can you um, tell people what CAD stands for? Oh, sure. That's the Canadian <laughs> association. Uh, and there's a D. Uh, S. <laughs> <laughs> this is the hard one. Uh, I will never Canadian, remember that. Canadian. I think it's Canadian Association Disabled Sports. Something like uh, that. The Canadian Adaptive Snow Sports. That's what it is. That's, That's what, what is. we're I, going for. <laughs> I always mix it up to you, so don't worry. <laughs> Every time you tell Every me that, time. I'm like, uh, I could not remember for the life of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. And so how did you get interested in CADs and winter sports? Uh, well, I guess it started off around like when you met me back in London. So in high school, I would do a bunch of volunteering and I have a couple like uh, things myself, like ADHD. I have a language disability thing. So, so sorry if I stutter with words and mix stuff it's all up. all good. It's all good. And yeah, one of the things uh, that I did in high school was I'd help out at our uh, uh, DE uh, classrooms where we'd go and have a bunch of people and I'd basically spend what we'd call like my, when, where I didn't have classes, I'd go and hang out with them and do a bunch of other stuff with them. And that kind of led me to track three, 
which I believe Emily started with, right? Yes, yes I started Back with the, the bowler bump. It, technically, I started in Kitchener, but I, in then Kitchener. I quickly switched over oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. London. So, yeah. True. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of how I got led to track three is I did a, well, I was already a snowboard teacher, so me and my brother were looking at different ways we could help, and we saw track three just at our, the place we taught at, so we thought it would be a great opportunity to go and help out other people. That's awesome. And how long did you help out with the track three program in London? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> in London, probably yeah. three years, right? Okay. That seems about right. And I guess technically a bit more because whenever I'm back for winter, I'll go and help out with their teaching, like teaching the yep. current uh, snowboarders how to uh, do basic teach. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, I've kind of transitioned out here to COP. Right, right, right. Okay. And that's similar to the track three program, correct? Oh, yeah, that's similar. It's kind of we, it's very nice, though, because we'll take up like a, every Sunday, we'll get the whole mountain or yeah, whole hill to ourselves. Oh, wow. So and no say, yeah, no pub. No, we, we oh. get it all. It's ours. <laughs> it's super that's nice, though. nice. I know, right? That's We're amazing. spoiled here. <laughs> oh, I'm coming out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure Tom would, uh, you know Tom, right? I do know Tom. Yeah. Yes. We didn't get I'm to sure. do it last year, though, which I'm sad no, because really of COVID. Yeah. 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 Oh, so hopefully we can realize, actually do it this year. I didn't realize you guys got the whole mountain to yourself. Yeah. We oh, got it for goodness. like uh oh gosh we got it for a while like really? every year like at least two or three hours or something like that what just basically <laughs> after like i think six i'm not really sure i forget oh, the time goodness. it's been a while i'm coming out there <laughs> <laughs> that sounds safer <laughs> it's very nice except sometimes uh when it gets cold uh, the ground is very hard and is uh not too too much fun but <laughs> So it's kind of like when it gets icy in Ontario. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Except Ontario hasn't had snow forever, pretty much. That's, that's It's true. all been fake. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right. Wow, that's cool. That's I'm learning something new every day. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so let's go back a little bit before track three. Um, sure. Had you been snowboarding prior to track three or yes i've been yeah. snowboarding since probably like i've been seven okay oh wow so you've been snowboarding for quite a while yeah and then i got into teaching like at the start of high school i suppose i think okay, okay. and that was teaching at bowler mountain yeah correct? teaching at bowler mountain that's the first place i started I haven't really taught at many or any other places aside from volunteer because I've I've been a bit too busy to go gotcha. and do that and I have other stuff that I have to do. Gotcha. Like programming in front of a computer. Oh total oh. total polar opposite, but you know. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> sound as fun. exciting as flying down a hill. I don't know. Both can be pretty exciting, I'll tell you that. Oh. Okay. We make some pretty cool stuff. Oh, yeah, I suppose you could make some pretty cool programs on the computer. Oh, yeah. 
That's true. I'm working on a, aside from my job on weekends, I'm working on a big project with some other people, which should hopefully Ooh. by November we'll have it done and it'll be going out and it should be, should be fun. Oh, that's cool. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. Look forward to hearing more about that. Okay. Um, so I know what the track three program and I know what the CAD program is, but some of our listeners might not know. So mm -hmm. can you give a brief description of uh, what those both are? Yeah, I could give a brief description. So what it is, is it's a program that will allow people with any sort of disability to have the chance to go and do something that they might not have thought they've been able to do before. And in this case, snowboarding or skiing or sit skiing, it allows them to be able to experience these, uh, this path that they basically might not have noticed or thought they could do before. And I think it's a very great opportunity and you get people in who can come and volunteer and help teach everyone on the hill some new skills and let them have fun like i i've been doing it for a while and i've taught quite a bit of people and it's just amazing like some of the people you'll run into they're all lovely I've, it's it's all just great <laughs> In <laughs> would you say, uh, yeah no that's really good would you say it's uh would you say it's pretty rewarding then to the work oh, it's rewarding for everyone i think like yeah you on one side you get to if you haven't ever taught before you get to learn how to teach you get to make new friends meet new people and kind of go through someone learning something new for the first time that they like wouldn't have ever thought they could do before and you get to just kind of watch that and on the other side they get to do pretty cool things and have a lot of fun and get to meet some cool people as well Awesome. That's awesome. Um, so when you first started coaching me, so this was a few years ago, yeah. um, what were your initial thoughts when you found out you were going to be coaching a blind snowboarding athlete? Uh, and has it changed over and has it changed over the last few years? Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, let's see. <laughs> My first thoughts on the, well, I mean, first thing you're like, uh, oh gosh, that's always <laughs> scary. I couldn't even imagine going down a hill with my eyes closed, <laughs> let alone uh, going and depending on someone uh, to tell you where you're going and not to run into a tree, or in our case, a uh, powder. <laughs> so, yeah, I was kind of, I guess, first thoughts and awe on how you even can do that and especially in your case like you do black diamonds you do racing yeah. it's yeah. beyond me I can sit there and tell you where to go and how big to turn but I doubt I could do it myself <laughs> <laughs> and have your thoughts changed throughout the year at all no, or? no, it's, no. it's been no. pretty much the same if anything I've just gained more respect <laughs> <laughs> nice awesome um, what would you say some of the differences between coaching a blind snowboarding athlete versus coaching someone who isn't blind? Uh, there are differences. I do try and 
think of it as all the same. You're trying to teach someone how to go down a hill at fast speeds without dying. (laughs) Yes. It's just uh, there's some steps in between that you have to put in. Like in our case for blind, you have to, well, usually you take it much slower just Mm -hmm. so you can have like little baby steps going up because you have to get used to hearing and listening to us and trusting, especially trusting. There has to be a lot of trust between. Trust is a huge thing, that's for sure. Yes. And, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that can go pretty fast if something bad happens. Yeah. Thankfully, nothing bad has happened. Yeah, luckily. Knock on wood. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not not trees, but yeah. Don't (laughs) run into those. That's too hard of a knock. Yeah. That's, That's painful. Yeah. Usually, like, you get a wide variety of just uh, people who want to try snowboarding too. Like a lot of people, everyone learns at different speeds, I would say. For sure. So it's hard to kind of think of them as too, too different because you're still following the same stuff. And like, who knows the, if you're trying to teach a blind person how to snowboard, they might just catch on like that and you're right. like, oh, okay. <laughs> right so yeah so everyone yeah, just everyone just play. kind of learns at different speeds and got it yeah awesome um so i often get asked by a lot of people um what is it like to guide someone who is blind down a hill so i'm curious for you what is it like for you to be guiding someone who is blind going down the hill uh have you ever heard of rhythm games <laughs> you got to keep on beat one two three turn going into that so it's kind of like uh you're trying to look ahead and see the terrain and convey this information to uh the snowboarder while you're also doing it yourself and as well as like trying to look around for people like you're usually you'll have two guides right yeah one in the back, one in the front to make sure that people are out of the way and no one's getting in the way. But if that does happen, (laughs) you have to make sure to tell them because usually (laughs) only one person has the headset. Yeah. And the other, well, it would get confusing if more than that did because you could just be talking over each other. (laughs) So Doable, by the way, would be very confusing for sure. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I would get confused myself. Like, wait, am I supposed to turn? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's... It's very interesting because you're kind of, you have to practice on telling like uh, the different terrain and the changes in terrain and being able to learn how to convey that to someone else as well as like, I know on the last time I brought you out, we were, I was just starting on doing like the big turn, small turn, trying to get like different sizes and stuff in so different little working on like little communication and stuff and yeah yeah awesome but it's all interesting and well kind of why i brought up rhythm game is uh snowboarding's a lot about like rhythm like you'll try and keep right. turns the same sizes just so you can stay in and especially like if one's too long you might go too far to one side and then be closer <laughs> to say trees yes or cliffs or fences. Or cliffs. cliffs we, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only one way to go, and that's down in that case. 
faster than we'd like. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Um, what has been your top three favorite memories since you started coaching me? Uh, let's see. One of them definitely always goes back to uh, the box. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching you how to go on some nice rails. Yes. That's that a is a one. good memory. Yeah. I remember my first box and how Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we, we just like to picture more of the second one, which is, you know, that Sun Peaks was a fun trip that we did. That was fun, yeah. That was a successful box. We don't talk that... about the other one. No. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I guess, yeah, Sun Peaks, uh, we went up there for, how long was it? It was remember? for a weekend. A weekend. Yeah. yeah. So just like two days-ish. Went yeah, up there and did like a little, uh, a that was the CADS camp, right? Um, it was a CADS camp, but it was like through, um, it was, so, it was through one of the, the race teams here in BC, oh, actually. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I think right, it's through like Rocky Mountain Adaptive, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. But yeah, yeah, it was a race camp, and it was for like race development. But yeah, still, still remember that I got you stuffing powder there. <laughs> <laughs> That's super deep powder. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, you weren't used to it, right? No. <laughs> you're probably getting was... more used to it now that you're out in BC. Now but... that I'm out here, I'm getting more used to it, but I still get stuck in the deep powder. Yeah, I kind of just tried to throw you in the fire on that one and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah, news, man. I didn't get lost. <laughs> Yeah. And then I guess the last one, let's go a bit cheesy here. Okay. Meeting you and the rest of the coaches, like, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have known, say, Andrew, if it wasn't through for, for you, pretty much. Mm. And all of them. And just those starting kind of days when me and Isaac started coming to help out. Oh, yeah. Always got to love the starts. That's true. Lots of good memories for sure. Oh yeah. Awesome. Um, what have you learned from coaching either a blind snowboarding athlete or any other person that you've coached for snowboarding or skiing? Oh gosh, let's see. Just in general, focusing yeah. on uh, blind. Uh, either one, blind either or one. yep. Or anyone. Oh. One of the fun ones, well, I guess I could talk about some, some stuff here. It might not specifically answer your questions, so sorry, but. Yeah, no worries, it's all good. One of my really good friends here in programming, he's a blind snowboarder. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll go out with wow. him all the time. Like we, I've taken him to, <laughs> I've done the same thing with him uh, with powder. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Except that was at uh, Lake Louise, he's a. Uh, He's a fun guy to go with. We'll hang out all the time and very lovely dude. But I, I think, cool. yeah, I've learned a lot by just kind of being around a, lo a lot of people doing cats. Like you definitely my favorite aspect of it is just being able to meet people and hear all their stories and be able to possibly teach them something 
that they haven't ever done before. Like say my, my friend who's in programming with me, we kind of met through CADS. He okay. was the, at the time, how they have it working there is like a lot of the people will, who are students will go and come back to volunteer. And he was the ones who was coming back to volunteer. That's cool. And then we kind of like, oh, you're, you're in software inch too. Oh. And we started going out, uh, doing snowboarding stuff down, down by uh, Sunshine, like Louise area. Nice. And awesome. yeah, they're the friends you can meet. That's awesome. Okay. Um, if a new coach comes up to you and asks for advice about coaching an athlete with a disability, what would you say to them? Uh, well, the main part about learning like if it would depend like if they were already a snowboard instructor because a lot of the time people will try and rush through things right and they might be focusing on the wrong part of it and the the biggest part of it is people are going out there to have fun right not in most cases yes the side uh, or the end product will be learning snowboarding but you have to have fun with them, get to know them, see see what they like doing, see what they don't like doing. And from there, just take your time and you have a whole year to teach them. And in the last case, I've the person I've been working with at CADS for, I would have said the past three years, but the past two years since last year didn't happen. Right. I've been with him for two years and it was at the end of last year that we finally got him on the on the chairlift. Oh, wow. And before that, we were always on the the magic carpet. And it's always been our goal to get up the chairlift. And yeah, they, they were super excited. It's hard, especially like... Chairs uh, are hard. Yeah, he has one side of his body where he can't really control as well. So getting off that oh, chairlift is... That's even harder then. Very big feat. And that's we amazing. did it. That's amazing. Uh, that's so cool. Yeah, you just can't rush anything. The biggest priority, have fun with it. Make sure that's what they're doing they like. Because if they don't like it, right. it's going to be harder to teach them. That's true. That's true. I like that. Um, in your opinion, what are some... What are some... What are some ways snowboarders can train um, during the off season when they can't be on the snow? Do you have oh. any favorite training activities that you like uh, to do or that you've seen people do? I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't do many training activities outside of season. I'm a bit That's bad it. on that. I've, <laughs> But I'd say if you like doing snowboarding, sports in general will help you train like you just have to make sure that your legs are strong and because that's one of the biggest things is holding your edge while going down especially if you're going fast so right. to train you just have to work on balance and work on keeping your your legs as as strong as they can be pretty much so like a good example is doing any other small sport i know you do paddle boarding right yeah. Yep. Have you gone into the paddleboarding? Do you want to talk a bit about that if you can? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I do stand-up paddleboarding as my cross-training sport, and um, it definitely helps keep legs strong and work on balance, but also, like, core strength is also, I feel like it's yeah. um, super important for someone who's snowboarding as well. Oh, you're, you're totally right on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's because you definitely use a lot of core when you're snowboarding. Yeah, that goes into the balance part, too. If you don't yeah. or you're just going to be flimsy all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot harder to snowboard, so. Mm-hmm. That'll just work into your form, because if you don't have a good core, you might be mm-hmm. bending back too much. That'll yeah. put you off balance. You might lose your edge because of it, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Could hurt yourself, too, if you yeah. get a weird edge, too. If you're not used to, like, working those muscles and different like different <laughs> forms too so oh yeah totally i know like sometimes when i went out for the first time in the season you just kind of are out of it and you're like oh god my legs are <gasps> chilling for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> and you just gotta deal with it you know it, it is yeah. what it is <laughs> it is what it is it gets better over time <laughs> yep um awesome and then my last question um what is your hope for the future of um para snowboarding oh i really hope it becomes a lot more mainstream than it is like i think it's one of the coolest things i've ever been able to have the pleasure of helping out with and i only wish that it grows because it opens up so many doors it allows people to do so many things that they've probably never even looked at or thought that they could do and it's very rewarding i think for everyone to be able to go in there and help them and be able to like experience like like for example when i go back to bringing uh, the person i've been working with for the last two years on the lift the feeling mm-hmm. of being able to actually get off the lift without falling for the first time like you, you, you can't beat that. No, it's just def- definitely go there. I remember my yeah. first time getting off. That's oh yeah, lifting. oh yeah. <laughs> Those chairlifts <laughs> at uh, Bowler are kind of hard. They are tricky. Getting on them is pretty easy. Oh, it's getting off. <laughs> getting off of them is a whole nother ball game. So oh, yeah. I totally. Um, I totally know how that feels. <laughs> you know, Bowler might be like five minutes up one second down but at cop or their their lifts those hills down are insane oh <laughs> compared to like say cop it's mm. so much nicer and so much is it slowed down i know oh it slows it. down and it doesn't even have like it's maybe like a small like five inch drop over a while over some snow and you're good like it's almost completely flat and it's nice that's amazing yeah those chairlifts yeah love hate relationship yeah but yeah i just definitely think that like i i only wish the best for cads i hope that people get more and more into it and especially people who love snowboarding and teach snowboarding mm-hmm. i don't know well, yeah, I wouldn't see why you wouldn't want to go and help out with these amazing, yeah. like, it's just, you know, I, I find it a lot more rewarding than just 
normal <laughs> snowboarding or teaching for money. Like, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I, I think that's one of my most favorite things to do. That's and there's a reason I've been doing it for many years. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, they are definitely amazing programs. And definitely, if you are listening and are interested at all, uh, definitely check them out and we'll definitely link those um both of those uh links to the to this podcast mm -hmm. as well so it's easier for everyone to check out as well yeah um even any final thoughts before we oh um... that's the worst question right there <laughs> 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 have you been out to bc or uh have you been out to whistler yet no not no yet. Not, not yet oh gosh I can't remember the last time I went there. The last time I went there, they lost all of our snowboarding luggage on the oh, way there. And we didn't get it till like two days in. Don't tell me that. <laughs> no, goodness. no, that was on the plane. Oh, that was on the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always my worst nightmare when I'm bringing like my snowboarding oh my gear or my stand-up paddleboarding stuff. Going on a plane and like leaving it at the, the, at the, um, the, yep. the, the desk to like get it checked and everything mm -hmm. i always say a little prayer in my head i'm like please don't lose my stuff because this is just, super just important <laughs> and then when i come back and get my equipment i'm like oh i there. love you thank you for not losing it yeah. yeah do you think you're gonna go out this year then too or try I to would go love to get out to whistler definitely would love to get out to whistler there's a bunch That's, of places, though, to ski and snowboard there, right? There is, yeah. That's just, like, the, the big, big one, the only That's one I can think one. of off That's, the top of my head. That's, like, one of the ones that I've always been, like, yes, I need to get to Whistler and snowboard there, because I'm, oh, like, yes. that would be amazing. But I feel like I'm going to have to bring a few coaches there, so. Oh, probably. If you're, if you're interested. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. All right. I'm working All right now. Uh, after I could get some time off, maybe. <laughs> Awesome. It'll likely be on March break since that's when I get my time off. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, Ethan, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. It's been super fun chatting with you and getting some insight from you and learning just about all the amazing programs out there that you've been you've helped out with and are helping out with. So mm -hmm. thank yeah, you so much, Ethan. Me. All right. All right, guys, so we're going to close out this episode of the podcast of Shredding for Gold, and we will see you next time. And again, thank you, Ethan. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs>